You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition. Who has a plan of redemption that when he buys you back, he can make purpose out of pain. Amen. He can give you a, a testimony out of your test and God is bigger than your problems and that you are not born by accident and you are not born by coincidence that God has a plan and a purpose for your life and there's no moment in your life that will go to waste in the hands of an artistic God who knows how to make a masterpiece out of your life. Wow, can he really make a masterpiece out of my life? My life is such a mess. Doesn't God see it? Today, Pastor Gary says God has artistically created you and has a plan to use you for His glory. God crafts purpose out of your pain and uses your tests to bring forth testimonies about Him. God transforms the tough patches of our lives into character and value that He then uses for His higher purpose. Yes, God paints a masterpiece out of your life. Let's embrace and dance with the destiny God has created for us. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of Judges chapter 16 as he begins his message, Dancing with Destiny. I'm going to be this morning in the book of Judges chapter number 16. We're going to read verses 23 through 30. Judges chapter 16 verse number 23. Then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon their God and to rejoice for they said our God hath delivered Samson our enemy into our hand. Mm. And when the people saw him they praised their God. Who were they looking at for context if you remember Samson? had been captured. And so they were all rejoicing because Samson had given them so much trouble and they couldn't bind him. They couldn't do until he started dancing with the wrong people. And then he lost his strength and now he's in a vulnerable place and the enemy is rejoicing over his weakness. Amen. And over his inability to do anything. They said, Our God, little G, hath delivered into our hands our enemy and the destroyer of our country, which slew many of us. And it came to pass, when their hearts were merry, that they said, Call for Samson, that he may make us sport. And they called for Samson out of the prison house, and he made them sport. And they set him between the pillars. And Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, Suffer me that I may fill the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there, and there were upon the roof about three thousand men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called upon the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, 
and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up of the one with his right hand and of the other with his left. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might and the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein so that the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. Now, go with me to verse number 25. And it came to pass when their hearts were merry that they said, Call for Samson that he may make us sport. And they called for Samson out of the prison house, and he made them sport. Today I'm going to preach a message that I've entitled Dancing with Destiny. Father, I ask you for the next few minutes that you would touch me that you touch my voice, more importantly, you touch my spirit. Cleanse me and purge me of any impurities. Wash me in your blood. Fill me with your spirit. Clothe with me with humility and hide me behind the cross. That the word of God can be preached purely and powerfully. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Dancing with destiny. Looking at this word sport in verse number 25 the first mentioning of it if you look it up in the uh, in the dictionary it means to laugh it means to mock but it also means to play including instrumental music singing and dancing uh, this reminds me of a time when the children of Israel were in Babylonian captivity and as they taunted them as their enemies their captors taunted them they said sing us one of those songs of Zion and they were making fun of them and you remember the story how they said how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land how can you ask us to sing when our hearts are not merry and I believe what we possibly have here, though I can't prove it emphatically, I think it's worth noting, they didn't just set him up as an obstacle to laugh at, to scorn, though they did do that, but they also required of him a song and a dance so that as he danced, they could make a mockery of him, knowing that though he was forced to go through the motions, his heart was nowhere in it. And nothing uh, would bring insult to injury any more than not only publicly humiliating someone, but causing them to dance to the music of their enemy. And so as Samson possibly could have been made to dance there, I want you to notice something with me, if you will. Samson played along with them, but Samson had a whole nother agenda in his mind. Something happened in Samson's heart and life that day that we'll get to momentarily that proved to us that he finally got to the place where he was dead to self. Now that's a very important point to make. 
and we'll get to that. But now I want to rewind for a few moments and I want to start back in the beginning. We're talking about dancing with destiny. And what I want you to realize is that destiny is something that God has planned for your life. We'll get to that in a moment as well. But if you'll study the life of Samson, you will see God's call interwoven throughout his entire existence from his birth all the way to his death. Point number one, I want to talk about the day of delivery. Or you might put birth. The birthday of Samson. Now, why is that significant? Well, if you turn in your Bibles back to chapter number 13 of the book of Judges, and you look at verse 7, uh, Judges chapter 13 and verse number 7, the Bible says, But he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and now drink no wine nor strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing, for the child, this talking about Samson, shall be a Nazarite to God. Watch what your Bible says. From the womb to the day of his death. From the womb to the day of his death. So we see that even at the very beginning, even before he was even conceived, God already had a plan for his life. Amen. And so what we learn then is that destiny is what you are created to be for God from birth to death. From birth to death. Now this is very important because some of you have messed up on God and you feel like God just kind of walks in and out of your life on the on your spiritual days he's there and on your worst days he's nowhere to be found. But what you need to know is there's no point in your life that God ever leaves you or forsakes you even when it's your fault that you're in the mess that you're in. I'm talking about a God that has a plan for your life and he sees you in your mess and he says, I still love you. I still have a purpose for you. Amen. And you need to know that destiny is uh, what you're created to be for God from the time you start till the time you breathe your last breath. And there is not a single moment in your lifespan that is purposeless. There's not a single moment in your lifespan that God cannot use for good, even if it was not good. We serve a master redeemer. We serve one who has a plan of redemption that when he buys you back, he can make purpose out of pain. Amen. He can give you a, a testimony out of your test and God is bigger than your problems and that you are not born by accident and you are not born by coincidence that God has a plan and a purpose for your life and there's no moment in your life that will go to waste in the hands of an artistic God who knows how to make a masterpiece out of your life. Somebody give God some praise and glory this morning for knowing that he's able to help you, amen, from birth all the way to death. Now, do you know what the word Samson means? It actually means daylight. Samson means daylight. 
we Southerners might would have picked on Samson with his long flowing hair and called him sunshine. Amen. <laughs> we, we might have picked on him a little bit, but that was literally what his name meant. He brought a ray of hope into the life of his mother because his mother knew that before he was even conceived that God would bring him and he'd have a great purpose for him. And so we see that even from an infant, Samson is dancing with destiny. Now, I use this phrase because I think it illustrates a point very well. And here's the point. How many of you, before you got saved, went to the dance halls? Y'all know how this works. Whenever you dance with someone, it's usually temporary and usually for just a little bit of fun, right? You know what I'm talking about. And you know as well as I do that if you dance with the wrong devil, you end up with a whole lot more than you ever bargained for. Can I get an amen? All right, so uh, I want you to see destiny as the one in your life calling for a dance. That God wants you to dance with him. You say, Brother Gary, I don't believe God would want to. Well, David danced before the Lord, and the Lord didn't rebuke David because David was worshiping him. God looks at the heart, not the outward motions or, the, uh, or whatever religious folk have to say about it. God doesn't care about our religious opinions. Amen. Jesus clearly made that point in his earthly teachings. And so we see destiny calling Samson to dance with him. Now, here's the difference between destiny and a lot of these uh, two-timers and part-timers. Destiny wants to have a lifetime commitment with you. But then two-timers and part-timers, they just want to have a little night of fun. But they don't want no commitment. And you know what I see in our churches a lot of times? People dancing in and out of church. People dancing in and out of the will of God. They're in it when the times are good and when the shout is on and when the, when the praises are high and when the numbers are up. But, but you can't find them with a C&I dog when trouble hits. Amen. They want to dance with destiny on their terms. They don't want a long-term commitment with destiny. They want to play games with God. They want to do things their own way, their own time frame. And there's absolutely no long-term commitment with destiny and God in their lives. I'm talking about dancing with destiny. And unfortunately for Samson, we're going to see that there were times when he was not that committed. He had so much power on him. He had so much anointing on him that it was nothing for him to pick up uh, uh, several ton weights of gates from a city and just tote them up and haul them off somewhere. I mean, when you have that much favor, things just come easy for you. But Samson had so much power of God that he uh, lost any sense of humility if he ever had any. And he started dancing with the wrong people. He started dancing with the wrong influences in his life while destiny was still waiting on a dance. While destiny was still waiting for its turn in his life, we see that uh, Samson, as he gets older and as he becomes mature and of age, uh, begins to dance around with women and he starts dabbling in sin. And for a little while, he's getting by with it. And he thinks that this pattern is going to continue. Well, I messed up this once and God didn't pull my power off of me. What Samson began to do as he was dancing with women instead of dancing with destiny, he began to set up bad habits that inevitably would rob his power with God. 
And some of you, because God's goodness is so good to you that he don't immediately pull his power and blessings off of your life when you mess up. He's giving you a space of grace. He's giving you a space of repentance. And just because you did bad and it's still going good don't mean that you're going to get by with it. The Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth. That shall he also reap. It may be good today, but you keep dancing with the devil, honey, and he'll take you for everything you got. You better get back right with God. Amen. We saw that at the day of his delivery, at the day of his birth, Samson, or daylight, was born with a purpose. But then number two, I want to look at the night of the dance. Now, this is not the dance that we are, we're hoping to look for. And I'll be honest with you, I, as a pastor, I watch people. Don't let that intimidate you. It's my job. I pray for people. I observe. I notice things that are disturbing. I seldom, if ever, bring it up unless the Holy Ghost specifically tells me to. And usually it's a form of a sermon designed to help you that doesn't have your specific name on it, but praying the Holy Ghost uses it to touch you and help you. You know what I see sometimes? I see people dancing with trouble. I see people dancing and having a good time, not knowing that the Bible says that there's pleasure in sin only for a season. But the end, the end is death. You're headed for trouble when you're dancing with Delilah. And some of you may be dancing with Delilah instead of dancing with God's destiny for your life. And I see here the night of a dance in the life of Samson who meant daylight. But look where he's at. I believe this was an evening. I believe this was a, a dark place metaphorically in his life. Chapter 16 and verse number 20. Look what it said. And she said, who's she? This is Delilah. Oh, goodness, Delilah. Beautiful, long eyelashes, I imagine. She probably bat them beautiful, dark brown eyes. I say, because those are the prettiest color eyes. Amen. No offense, anybody. But my wife's got the prettiest eyes. Amen. I imagine Delilah was stunning. I imagine she was captivating. And she obviously had a strong pull on Samson. Because she got him to toying around with the notion of whispering secrets to her. Now, she tried a few times. It didn't work. He knew better. But on and on she went. And one night she must have just battered them pretty little eyes of hers at him. And said, you don't even love me. If you love me, you'd tell me the secret of your power. And she is appealing to his weakness and his vulnerability and the weakness of his lust of his flesh. And that's what the devil does. The devil appeals to your weakness. And he dangles something out in front of you that looks so good. But yet, and, it's, and it's sweet to the taste, but it's bitter to the stomach. And you may enjoy the meal, but you'll be vomiting later. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And by the way, those beer commercials show you all the, what the guys would call the beautiful babes and the beer and all that, but they don't show you the big beer gut. They don't show you that kind of junk. They don't show you somebody getting killed in a head-on collision because somebody was drunk and dumb and driving under the intoxication. Can somebody just say amen? The devil is a liar, but he will not come to you in the form of destruction. He will come to you as Delilah. And I think Delilah is too close to delight to ignore 
Oh, the devil is luring our young people. Oh, he's got them thinking they're riding high, baby. And I've seen it over and over and over. And young people say, oh, but I can get by with this. And they, that may have happened to them, but nothing bad is going to happen to me. And God, the Holy Ghost, sent me into your life right now to rebuke that lying devil in your life and to tell you that you're headed for destruction. And if you don't repent of your sins, you're headed for trouble that you may never recover from. But you've got hope right now. But right here in this life, here's... Here she is, Delilah. She had done talked him into telling her his real secret. And while he was asleep, and by the way, he must have been a hard sleeper, either that or she, uh, she probably filled him full of alcohol so he'd stay knocked out because she was cutting his hair off. I don't think I could sleep through a haircut unless I was drugged up, amen, or intoxicated, right? So I'm thinking either he's a hard sleeper or he was... He probably had alcohol in the system. Yeah. And that's just like the devil. He waits until you are at your weakest so he can take full advantage of you. Right. He'll intoxicate you so you're out of your mind and he can just wreak havoc in your life. Where are we at? Verse 20. So here she is. Uh, and then this is a repeat. I just don't have time to read the whole uh, succession of all of this. Uh, this has happened, I think it was three times before, but this is the final uh, cut, right? Uh, she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he woke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times and shake myself. And he wist not, and that means he knew not, that the Lord was departed from him. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. Because he wouldn't use his spiritual sight, God took his natural sight. And when you ignore your spiritual vision that God's trying to speak to you, you'll lose a lot more than your spiritual sense. And here Samson is, said, I'm going to get up just like I've always done. This ain't no problem. Let me at him. And nothing, nothing happened. He was as weak as anybody else in the building. What happened? He danced with Delilah. He danced with a deceiver. Someone who uh, was there saying she was there for one thing, but really she was being politically played by other people. She was probably getting paid a, a handsome price to be his mistress so that she could work her deceits into his life. Whole time, he's blind to the whole deal because he thought he was invincible with God's power on him. And he assumed apparently that God would continue to ignore the sin that was in his life. But at some point, sooner or later, you're going to lose something that God meant to stay in your life. It could be your purity, it could be your influence. It could be your reputation. It could even be monetary things. It could be relationships that are important to you. But as long as you keep dancing with the devil and dancing with Delilah and dancing with delight instead of dancing with your destiny, you're asking for nothing but trouble. Yep. Oh, that God would give us some people that will dance with God's destiny for their life and not just be in it for a one night uh, uh, occasion, but say, Lord, I want to be your sole uh, companion in dance. Amen. Uh, you are mine and I'm yours and I don't care about dancing with anybody else. Uh, and I want to be called to dance. Lord, I'll, I'll dance with you. Anytime you get ready to dance, you just say the word. I am Johnny on the spot. Amen. Uh, or whatever. Uh, I, I want you to have that kind of relationship with God because that's what God wants you to have.
And Samson danced with Delilah instead of destiny. One too many times. And all it takes is one too many. How many mistakes does it take to ruin your life? One too many. Just one. And you've got to hear me. The Lord loves you too much to let you go down without giving you graceful warnings. He's not trying to rob you of your fun. The Bible says it is the thief that has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that you might have life and that you have, might have it more abundantly. It's alive the devil to cause you to think that you're missing out on all the fun if you become a Christian. You've been listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle. We're so glad you joined us today for this study in God's Word. Be sure to subscribe to True North on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss a new edition. This broadcast is part of Gary Cottle Ministries, and you can learn more about it and Pastor Gary by visiting our website, GaryCottle.com. That's Gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. We'd like to invite you to partner with us in sharing the good news of Jesus through this ministry. Would you join Pastor Gary in praying for those listening? Pray for ears to be open and hearts to be receptive to the truth and love found only in God. Please keep Pastor Gary in your prayers as well as he continues to seek God's direction in this ministry. Another way you can be a part of what we're doing is through financial gifts. All amounts are appreciated and useful. Please, prayerfully consider your involvement in this way. And if you feel led to give, you can mail a check to Gary Connell Ministries, 1112 Old Washington Road, Thompson, Georgia, 30824. That's 1112 Old Washington Road, Thompson, Georgia, 30824. Thank you for partnering with us, and thank you for listening today to True North.